Hi, everyone. You're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show hosted by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and me, Hunter Buren. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hi guys, we're going to start out today's podcast. We're going to have our two guests today introduce themselves. All right, you can introduce yourself first. Hello everybody, my name is uh, Michael Martin. All right, and what do you do? Oh yes sir, I am uh, the assignment editor at Fox 17 News in Grand Rapids. All right, and today is actually a special podcast because we have two hosts. Can you introduce yourself? Why hello. My name is Victoria Wallinga. I am a super senior here at Grand Valley. I'm a comm studies major and an ad PR minor. I'm also an account associate uh, with Hunter and Grand PR, um, and I'm loving PRSSA. Nice. All right, we're just going to start off this podcast, and you have a question for Michael? Yeah, so I just wanted you to talk about your background and how you got into this field. So your degree, where you went to school, and any related experience. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually went to school here, great Grand Valley State University. Um, My major was in uh, film with the emphasis in documentary um, with some advertising and news classes um, taken. And basically, uh, that kind of led me to doing advertising work, um, video-centered advertising work with specifically nonprofits, uh, Blandford Nature Center, um, some river restoration uh, organizations. Um, That slowly led me into the field of wanting to do uh, advertising-type work on a full-time basis. Um, and when the company that I was doing that advertising work split up, um, I applied for a job at Fox 17, got in the door um, doing camera work um, and some part-time desk work, um, the assignment desk, kind of that news desk in the middle of the newsroom. Um, and that slowly moved into uh, me taking the full-time desk editor position um, there. And basically what that means, um, the news desk, uh, like I said, it is a, it's a giant desk in the middle of the newsroom. It's where we've got police scanners, we've got a, a row of telephones, and that's where all the information comes into the newsroom, whether it's somebody getting shot in the head on the police scanners, um, or it's uh, a couple of ducklings stuck in a drain. Um, that's the sort of thing I take in, and then I take my crews, uh, reporter, photographer, figure out, figure out who I'm going to put together, uh, where I'm going to send them, what sort of... Uh, equipment I'm going to send them with, a live truck, a live backpack, that sort of thing, um, and disperse that. So I know you read over a lot of PR pros emails that they send you and things of that nature. Um, When someone is reaching out to you to cover a story that they want done, what type of communication sticks out the most? And how do you feel kind of about traditional media, like if someone mails you or calls you? Um, I'll tell you at least in our newsroom, and I would uh, reckon to say that in other uh, newsrooms now it's probably the same. If you uh, letters just don't just don't do it anymore. We don't even have a filing system for paper anymore. Uh, wow. There's empty files in the newsroom, but maybe one every month 
seriously one paper every month gets filed into there and that's probably by mistake um so it's don't send a letter if you're if you want somebody to cover something um particularly just by the way we organize information on a daily basis we copy paste it put it into a schedule book um that everybody can access on our server um so if we can't copy and paste it um, there are ways, you know, to scan a document, convert it, and yeah. copy and paste it. But I'll tell you, the other folks that I work with are not going to go to that trouble um, to do that. So email is great. Um, a phone call is also great. Be careful with that. You don't want to call too much. Um, you don't want to call somebody's cell phone that you've never spoken to before. It's, you know, it's a little jarring, but you want to build those relationships up um, kind of gently. Um sincerity i'm a big proponent of sincerity um if you're sincere in my belief people cannot fault you um so a sincere phone call one time about an event um that gets my attention it puts me on the same level as you to understand what you guys are trying to do um honestly um i think for our generation uh texting sometimes feels more personal than anything um and you'd be surprised how many stories go to air i mean almost exclusively through text with me yeah i mean that seems that seems kind of weird to me because i feel like i would never text like another professional like right it It, it just doesn't seem right it seems to go against the grain but i mean even you know yesterday i was texting with the prosecutor of kent county i mean it's it's the way that people communicate now and as much as it seems like it doesn't doesn't go along with being professional um, I mean, that's how people communicate now. And, you know, it's a lot of times it's the most effective. You know, I'm texting with police um, on a daily basis. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not texting with police agencies. Um, like I said, prosecutors. Um, I mean, how often do we check email? I mean, after 5 p.m. when I go home or when you guys leave class unless you're, you know, doing a specific project, you're not going to check your email, um, but you're going to check your phone if it goes off. So a lot of times oh, that's sure. the way to go. Or, you know, you, you got a buddy at a PR agency or somebody at a PR agency has a buddy at the news, a text of, hey, yo, I've got this going on um, 12 p.m. tomorrow. I think you might be able to go probably send me the deets uh-huh. you know i mean yeah. it, it really is like as ridiculous it sounds it's i have one pr guy that is very very prominent and we facebook message almost wow. every day i mean that's how we get information to each other uh-huh. so with emails and texting how do you feel about adding multimedia pr- components to that do you think it's it can get overwhelming for you or do you think it's just something else that you guys can have and work with and it helps people stick out um, you mean like in terms of our stories adding like mul- multimedia in to them? In terms of a PR person reaching out to you and sending you some a video link oh, that they've already made. That's a great qu- great question that we didn't bring up earlier today. Um, I'll say our newsroom has a you know unwritten rule that if a PR company shot the video, we're not going to put it on air. Oh, okay. Um, it seems weird, but if they send us photos – that's a whole nother story. Uh-huh. Um, I think photos tend to appear more objective. I mean, you can turn a camera, you know, you can make more decisions with a video camera and you can film and only show certain things. Um, but say there's a groundbreaking, this happens every day, you know, that there's a groundbreaking that we want to get to. There was a, an apartment complex in Heritage Hill in East Grand Rapids that um, opened or 
they did a groundbreaking today and we couldn't make it there. So I sent him a message. Hey, unfortunately, we're not going to make it to that. But could you send us some photos? And I'd say as a tip for PR people, if you have an event, have somebody there that can take photos, um, put them online, um, send them to me. 90% of the time, if somebody sends me photos from an event, we're either going to put them online or we're going to use them on air. But the video, it's more like 5%, unless it's something that we just, we shouldn't have missed and something happened and they happened to get video, we'll use that. But usually we're not going to use video that a PR firm shot. That's interesting. Um, so going back to emails, what are some of your pet peeves with emails that people send you? Oh, you're shaking your head. Yes. You have some pet <laughs> oh, peeves. I, I, we do. We do. I, I asked uh, people that one um, today before I left the newsroom. Um, the one that came up a lot that I didn't think about, but um, don't send an email with a couple sentences that has all of the essential info in a attachment. Um, a lot of PR firms surprisingly will send a few sentences and then a PDF document. Like of a press release uh-huh. or just, oh, okay. Yep. I mean, just copy and paste. That's know. annoying. I mean, the reality is that, I don't know, 30% of the producers in the newsroom, their computer won't open the PDF when uh-huh. they get it. And then they ask me, hey, can you open that, copy and paste it, and send it to me? And that's, that's just another that's step. Way too much. And it ends up getting filtered out. So don't. Don't put a PDF, don't put an attachment with your press release. Put everything in the body of the email um, so that we can see it. Um, another pet peeve that you would be amazed at how often it happens is the date gets left off, the time gets left off. Mm. Just We all know there's the who, what, when, where. Like yeah. Yeah. For the love of God, just go down that checklist <laughs> real quick and just for real make sure it's there. You think, like, ah, I'm not going to forget that, but it is once a day. So what happens when somebody forgets that? Do you just like delete it or would you even go See, far to like inquire? It's about a good like, question. You I missed mean, something. It's a good question because <laughs> if it's a good event, I'll ask them. You right. know? I mean, 90% of the time I will just send an email back. Hey, you, you forgot the date and they'll, yeah. you know. I can see send that. it back out. But if it's not a great event and it's not on there, exactly, we're just going to pass it. That's that's I feel like a lot of our problem is since life is moving so fast now, it's hard to go back and check every single detail. Oh, I yeah. know even my own faults, I forgot to send the subject matter in a podcast or a podcast email that uh-huh. I sent out the other day. Uh-huh. And immediately, I was just kicking yeah. myself for it because if there's no subject matter, then they're going to, again, have to just do the extra work right. to click on that and find out what it is. That's a great point. The extra work. Don't. Don't, it, it, we're not lazy, but the reality is there's a million things going on in the newsroom that we're trying to pay attention to. And as little work as you can make it for us to send us a press release, the better. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as far as somebody who keeps emailing you the same press release over and over again, um, when... When do you think you should just drop communication altogether? When you just don't respond or like after two emails sent and you don't answer, do you think we should just drop yeah, it? Yeah, I mean I don't know. That's a hard one because I'm yeah, I'm not sitting from their perspective. If I was had an event that I really want covered, it would be hard for me to say I'm I'm just gonna drop it. Um, so I wouldn't say drop it. Um, I'll say from my seat, I don't ignore people if they are doing it correct and maybe that's not fair for me but the reality is if it's like you said if it's extra work 
it feels like to me they should know they should know what's going on they're in this business of information um they should know um so if they keep sending it to me at a certain point i'm just i'm not going to say anything usually to most emails i will try to at least put respond to them you know thanks for this i'm going to make sure my producers are aware put it in our schedule book and if i say that i'm absolutely going to do that um, but i guess i trust them that you know you're you're going to take my word for it that i'm doing this but we're obviously not going to be able to get to everything yeah. so maybe two emails okay. give a call <laughs> if you if you don't get a response how about this you give them a call and say hey i just wanted to make sure you saw that which is what a lot of uh-huh. people will do hey i just want to make sure you saw that and you know what that makes me pull it up because i don't want to sound stupid either yeah i pull the email up right there and i make sure that it's in our schedule book um and I and I'm making sure I see it. So I'd say that two emails, okay. give us a call, get somebody on the line to talk to. If we don't respond, uh, if we're not receptive at that point. It's probably time to move on. So um, still speaking about communication with you, um, what do you think have been some of the more interesting? It could be emails, it could be text messages that you've received, either good or bad. Just things that you've kind of that have kind of made you wonder either what that person was thinking when they were sending this or why haven't we heard of this before something like that that's a good question um good bad oh um i don't know that's a that's a really good question you you see you see so many every day that it is hard to be shocked by them um honestly the simpler sometimes the more profound Um, if you have a great story and you know it send me one line and a picture like just tease me just just flirt with me (laughs) like and some people are so good at that there's this one guy who's the vp at a major pr firm and he will write his message in the subject of the line and put (laughs) his name in the actual body and sometimes one photo and you know what i respond every single time because it's it's different and it's you're like what are you doing oh wait oh my goodness you have a great story um so sometimes that like those moves where you're like wow that's bold yeah you didn't write anything but you know what that's a great story you know it i know it let's not play games let's get on the line and let's set it up that's the best answer oh yeah for sure do you have any like horror stories about people who have tried to reach out to you and just it, it just didn't work at all? You know, I go back to that email thing of I saw an email the other day and I went back because I was just kind of like, I have seen this email so many times. And I went back and they had forwarded it 14 times. Wow. You know, and you can see in an email that it's not a new email. It's been forwarded. So I go back and it's you have to, you know, click to see more info. Yeah. And I'm seeing the same press release. I'm like, there's no way you sent the same exact one. But they absolutely did. And it's 19. And it's a story about, you know, promoting a towel. Oh, gosh. Ah. I'm like, <laughs> you, you got to get the point after That's a while. So or, or if we're not going to pick up on this great towel, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, find a new way to promote. Like, come in with a, a puppy wrapped in the towel and – you know, maybe the game has changed and, you know, there's a new playbook and we can uh, see how it works. Puppies are cute. Yeah. yeah. So I know you um, talked about during the meeting how you try to avoid press releases. Is that because you want something original, original content that 
you want and a press release just doesn't seem as personable or is that yeah it's it's absolutely that it's every in news you want to be the only ones at 4 p.m at 5 p.m that start their show and they have that great story you want to be the only ones and i guess the mindset of us in the news meeting when it's a press release is every other newsroom is sitting there looking at this same press release. So everybody's looking at the same info. So it's just, it doesn't excite you. A lot of news, yeah. I mean, is adrenaline based. It's what gets you going. Like this excites you. You can feel there's something there. I mean, you're making decisions quick, you know, for a, sure. a million decisions, you know? Um, so if it gets you excited, then, you know, you're going to jump on it. But if it's a press release, instantly you know everybody has eyes on it uh -huh. you're just not excited about it so uh, with media changing so quickly over the past few years how how do you guys keep up with all these different changes is it do you have any specific rules or do you just kind of try and see what everyone's doing yeah it's i mean it is it is changing wildly yeah um there's a new thing every day that we're you know trying um, what we attempt to do is to get these companies that say they can quantify how many people are looking at each thing for how long and how so I mean we are we've tried um, you know obviously we have Facebook um, Twitter Facebook by far is you know what most people are looking at us on we've yeah. got Twitter though we have an Instagram now um, we're playing with the idea of snapchat um but i mean it's how people are getting information and that's yeah. you know what i tell people i'll say there's this uh, just a, kind of an offshoot of this um a mantra in the news industry is to when you shoot something on your phone shoot it horizontal don't shoot it vertical yeah. and people oh, go yes. nuts but you know what that kind of upsets me because it's like saying that you know 50 years ago when um, you know, the movie screen got wider, you know, TVs became uh -huh. widescreen, you know, that's how people were consuming information and it changed. And if people said, well, that's stupid, you know, this is the right way. This is how we've always done it. <laughs> then they would be left out of this conversation of sending out information. So I, I think people should embrace whatever new way people are consuming information and you should adapt to it. So yeah. we are, in most cases, really attempting to do that and using those um, companies that I was mentioning that try to quantify that. Um, like we had a Periscope for a while. Everybody oh, thought yeah, yeah, Periscope yeah. Oh, was going to be, I, as did everybody else. Um, but we thought that was going to be the big new thing. Everyone so there was did. a huge effort oh, yeah. to try to get our stuff on Periscope. And obviously that, that didn't work out for anybody. No. Um, but, you know, like Facebook Live is huge for us. And we have so many people that get information from us through Facebook Live. And if we didn't, if we chose not to embrace that, like some of the other stations have really kind of fought back against focusing on Facebook, then we really you'd be left in the dust. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, it's, you shouldn't be scared to embrace the new no. medias because if anything, then maybe it'll be like Periscope and it's just a flop and you were yeah. paying attention to it for a month and right. then you can move on. But move on. If, other, if it ends up being something great, then you got in on the ground yep. floor. Absolutely. So just talking about new media, this has just come up in the past week. I know you, you're on Twitter and Twitter has just expanded to 280 characters instead of um, 140 how do you feel about that <laughs> um 
just trying to keep our you know what i'll tell you oh yeah yeah i think it's an interesting thing i think it's real interesting whenever you know the social media companies because they're so prominent that so much of the world is paying attention to them and using them daily yeah it's super interesting to see what people are going to do with that um and i think their theory behind it is to try to get people using it in a different way um you know to put more information out there and the way twitter is now at least how it works for news is you put a headline out there you know we put a headline out there with a a short link and you can click on our story i'll tell you the reality is from our business um they always say the only people that use twitter are celebrities and journalists and the only time journalists use it is to talk to other journalists so i mean that and that is kind of the reality in terms of how many people see our stuff um so there is there is uses for it um but how do i feel about the 280 i'm excited i'm, I'm excited about <laughs> okay, about you know at least for us what that might mean for maybe we can start formatting our headlines differently you yeah know? for sure yeah yeah so since you're young i'm assuming and newer to the industry do you get treated differently by professionals or your colleagues yeah um colleagues not so much i'm probably not as young as you think i'm 28 um but you know it it, it is weird i people will (laughs) um she dropped her phone so um it is it is interesting because and and i always kind of think that maybe it's sort of one of those power moves that everybody's got these little things that make them feel more confident and i always feel you know people people will point out that i i look young or i am young or i'm young to do this and i always feel like a little like it's a little bit of spite just like hey take that buddy (laughs) Um, but um I don't know. I mean, you just got it. The reality of news and I imagine PR is if you can prove yourself, um, then people are going to take notice and at least take you seriously. Um, when I started, I was under the belief probably fairly that nobody respected what I was doing. And that's probably not exactly true. Um, but at least if you have that mindset, um, go in and just prove to every person, you know, one at a time that you know what you're doing. Um, and honestly, for me, with people that I work with and people that I work, you know, in conjunction with outside of my station, my organization, um, it's that one time you do one thing and that proves that you know what you're mm-hmm. doing. And it's that's it. You've got their attention. You got their respect. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Absolutely. today. Would you like to leave us with anything? Maybe any words that you want all PR professionals to hear, just something that has been on your mind. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I would honestly, I would say, and I mean this, um, do your job, communicate, um, with sincerity and with purpose. I'm again, a firm believer in sincerity. Um, do that and things will happen for you. Know what you're doing. Be purposeful and just be honest and be real. Well, thank you so much. I had a great time. And I believe Victoria did as well. <laughs> I did. Well, I had a great time too. Thank yeah, you both. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and make sure to tune in next time for GBSU's PR Hangover with Hunter Buren. Bye.